0: Hello and welcome to Sumo Mainichi. My name's Dave. I'm here with Amy and we are here to wrap up uh, the Haru Basho that just concluded yesterday. What a time for Sumo, but we're back in Australia now.
1: Yeah, we are. Uh, we had to leave our Airbnb. So we did the Jurio commentary. That was okay. We actually ended up extending the Airbnb so we could do that for a little bit longer. <laughs> and then uh, had to leave after the Arby Endo bout on day 15. <laughs> Hopped onto a train to get to Hunter Airport. And on the way with all of our bags and everything, got the phones out and watched the final bouts.
0: The final bouts. Plural.
1: Plural. <laughs> Plural. There was a playoff, obviously. Uh, we all know what happened and it was a massive win by the great, the wonderful, the very popular Mongolian rikishi Kirabiyama.
0: Yeah. I mean, he stood up. He completely deserves this huge show. Coming into that final bout, he was one win behind Daeshio, so he had to beat him one time to draw the playoff and then that second time – Wasn't it interesting how those two bouts looked almost identical in terms of strategy from both Ricochet?
1: Absolutely. It was just such a strange way for it to play out. I mean, we really were, a few people I reckon were watching over our shoulders on the train and we were sort of, you know, little community around us. But um, to see it happen in that strange circumstance, almost exactly the same way, it made me think that I was actu- accidentally seeing a replay of the first bout. And you know how sometimes the replay is really small in the corner or something or it's flashing or it's in Japanese or something and I just miss it. I thought it was a replay. And then all of a sudden they're getting up for a monoe and I thought, well, th- that didn't happen the, the first time round. This has almost played out exactly the same way. Yeah.
0: The, the, looking at the replay of the monoe, it was clear that uh, Daesho had uh, hit the ground first. Yeah. Uh, what we did get to see, though, was some beautiful uh, slow motion footwork from Kirabiyama that just allowed him to twist a little bit,
1: yeah.
0: uh, remain up on the Tuara as Daesho's uh, left hand, I believe, hit the dirt first. Kiribayama then stepped on Daeshia's hand.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it looked like, although I don't think this was the case at all, I'm not sure you can do this at that speed, but it looked like he was saving himself stepping on the dirt by very carefully balancing his foot on the Tuara and then on Daeshia's hand, but... That was just rubbing it in a well, bit, I think. I'll just crush this as well. As yeah,
0: I'm sure it was. there was no malice behind it, but nah. it made the job for the people reviewing the replay quite easy yeah. because when a foot is on top of the hand, the hand must have touched first.
1: There is absolutely no puff of dust no. there from the <laughs> foot, only from the hand.
0: Um, we, we've just sat down and rewatched those final few bouts mm. and uh, I think one of the things that I'll remember is the close-ups of Kiribayama and Daesho's face as the Monoe decision was read out, yeah. heartbreak and pleasure. Yeah.
1: yeah. Kirabiyama, the little video of him hearing the decision has gone around <laughs> the internet and it's just a real joy to watch. I'm always on tear watch at that stage, but because it wasn't a definitive win, because he had to wait and, you know, he wasn't sure what happened, there was that just moment where everything was suspended and then the emotion rushed in in a very different way from how it would have if he just sort of won it straight away. And he he just looked so overwhelmed with that emotion and he sort of teared up, didn't he? I wondered how much um,
0: relief was part of that. Oh, yeah. He, he, the way I read the reaction was he wasn't sure whether he'd done enough. Mm. He won – I wonder whether he thought there might have been a Torino. Oh, she it was obviously very, very close. But Kirabiyama is such a deserving uh, champion uh, from my looking at social media. Yeah. Having a glance at it over the last 24 hours. Yeah. Hugely popular.
1: I think there were quite a few people who perhaps, like me, I'll just speak for myself here, Kirabiyama had snuck up on in terms of being a Yusho contender like we always knew he was up there he was doing really well but I was focusing on Midori Fuji first and when it became apparent the poor guy that that wasn't going to happen very much on Day Show, I didn't think there was any way Day Show could be beaten I was uh, very much uh, thinking that that was going to be a thing because he was moving forward we know Kirabiyama can move well I thought he'd move out of Day Show's way for sure but it looked like he had a set plan that He was able to execute twice at Tsukiyatoshi.
0: I I completely agree. And it showed me too that Daisho had a set plan that he wasn't going to vary from as
1: well. Yeah, that's true. But just
0: having a look at Kiribayama's performance over this 15-day Basho, the reason why he wasn't on your radar, he wasn't on my radar, was that at day seven, for Mm. example, he was four and three. Now, at the same time, Midori Fuji was seven and zero, Daisho was seven and zero, Uh, Midori Fuji went all the way to ten and zero, but uh, Kiribayama, that day seven loss against Kodnawaka was his last loss of the basho. Yeah. And from there, just poured it on. He did have a fusen yeah, show. One on, little fusen show. On day 14. Uh, but you wonder with Kiribayama's form, he probably would have knocked over Wakataka Kage anyway. Yeah,
1: I think probably Wakataka Kage's form as well. Um, that was uh, the day, yeah, when Wakataka Kage went Kyujo because of his knee, which we'll talk about. But. A real display of power in the second week there by Kirabiyama. And you said that he was a really deserving ricochet. And I'll, I'll go back to that, uh, the case of people sort of responding to this with emotion. I think he's got fans on board really strongly, but they're not fans who always talk about, well, there's one thing that I will bring up that <laughs> I'm really not a fan of and it's yeah. anything to do with Kiribayami. Oh. Sexy work, eh? yeah. or or sexy. I won't I won't have it yeah, from now yeah. on. I
0: don't like it. No, I, I'm going to support you in that. It, I it turns my stomach a bit when I read it.
1: Yeah, I don't really. I mean, I like by all means find him a an attractive guy. No problem. Like no problem. Like who you like, go for it. But oh, those words. I'm just a bit like. Ugh. You I mean, I I do feel that people
0: are painting themselves in a corner too because are we. Are they going to go to Sexy Zuna if he gets there? I mean, <laughs> it's really? too hard, that one. Come on. doesn't work. Let's pull out now. Um, Kiribayama feels like he's been around forever, but only made his Makuchi debut back in <laughs> January 2019. And his first Sanyaku appearance was in November 2021.
1: Yes, right. He's been
0: a mainstay in Sanyaku. Had a few times where he's dipped uh, briefly back into the Magashira ranks, but... It's definitely here to say now, and I think with this Hugh show, uh, the word ozeki, Mm. or sexy zeki, or whatever you say. I don't want to say it. Uh, it. (laughs) uh, Seems to be something real, and we saw Hakaku come out today and drop a bombshell.
1: Yeah, yeah. So they're talking about, well, everyone was talking about pre um, him talking about it. You know, is Kirabiyama going to be named an Ozeki based on this performance now? So he's come out and said, well, no, that doesn't really work. But he absolutely will do, will be if he goes well in May. The well is always inverted Commas. So is that a 12-3, Is that an 11-4? It's not a U show though. No, he doesn't have to win a U show. I, I the way I read it, he
0: put a number on it. Hakaku. Oh, did he? It was ten wins. Oh, okay. So, so did I didn't say that. <laughs> no, well, I didn't, but Hakaku did. Great. <laughs> no, I didn't just say it then. Um, I found that quite shocking. Yeah, that's right. That obviously, what he has done at the moment is amazing, but not Ozeki worthy because. Yes. Uh, last time, yes, he did go 11-4 at Komasubi, but the 8-7 before yeah. prevents that. Uh, you apparently, well, it's said in Sumo Legends that 33 wins over three uh, consecutive yeah. Basho is what you need. An 11-4 and a 12-3 plus a 10 would give him that 33 win yes. a U-show. I did, well, some of the speculation that, that I saw was that um, given his patchy effort through the end of last year and the start of this year, that they may ask Kiribiyama to put in an extra performance after May to get that promotion. Okay. But looks like it's on the cards. Yeah, it
1: doesn't sound like it. it is. Uh another one that needs to happen after that it, it sounds like it's definitely going to happen i mean that's a lot of pressure on him well. actually because we know about this slump we've talked quite a bit about the slump after yeah. someone who's not yokozuna or, or ozeki or even those guys winning a Show. you know you've you get to hold the fish although did you say that his fish was really it's small Small, yeah, yeah
0: small might fish. be the wrong time of year yeah
1: and people are measuring it to the size of his sleeves as well maybe <laughs> his sleeves were just small uh, so <laughs> you get your small fish or your big fish, you get to ride in the car. He rode with Wakamoto Haru, who looked thrilled about it. He did. It's a good friend, obviously. But uh, your point is. And then you come down. Yes. Then you've got a downer. And so if there's then a requirement, maybe that's helpful for him to come back and say, well, I don't need to win another show, You know, that's. Karen Fuji might be coming back or et cetera, et cetera. You know, Takakasha will be trying really hard because he'll be Kadaban. Maybe the 10 wins is just enough of a prize for him.
0: 10 wins on paper sounds easy. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. And although Kiribayama, his last two basho have been 11 and 12, the two prior at Komasubi were 9 and 8. And I completely agree. Taka Keisho is going to be there, hungry for wins. Mm. We may see Terina Fuji back, yeah. hungry for wins. Yep, yeah. You've got young um, upstarts like Shodai yep. <laughs> coming perhaps back sure into Sanyaku <laughs> looking sure for wins. Do. So I, I don't think it's uh, a lock. No. But uh, good to see that they've put a firm number out there for him to aim to. and there's yeah, it's none of rare, this discussion. isn't it? It is not it very, very rare. absolutely rare.
1: The other thing I love about Kiribayama winning, and this perhaps plays into this 10 wins a little bit, is the support that he has. It is stable from the great Kakuryu. So he's from uh, Michinoku Beya. Um, Kakuryu isn't the Oyakata, but he is probably, you could say, the Co- main coach there. Coach, yeah. And it's since he started, uh, since some Heia combined or whatever and he started coaching Kiribayama, that he has really shown, I think, a change in his form. It hasn't always led to full success because I do think he's been trying out the new things that Kakuri has been working on with him and it doesn't always work. That's the whole point of getting it better at a sport. But it does seem to be leading towards this overall getting better and success. Mm. And Kakuria's background is as a Mongolian rikishi as well who came over, he wanted to provide, he wanted to join Sumo first of all, get good at it. Um, he wanted to provide for his family like he saw some of the other Mongolian rikishi uh, like Kyokutenho doing. And Kirabiyama has now since this expressed that as well, that he also wants to um, support his family and, and be part of that Mongolian rikishi Dynasty kind of thing. He's, I think a, good, he's nice. a good guy, it oh, seems. It's lovely.
0: It is lovely. His opponent we need to talk about, Yes, though, yesterday in that final bout. Uh, Daeisho. did everything he needed to do over yes. those 15 days to take a U show, but just quite couldn't get it done at the end. Casting your eye over Dayatio's performance... Uh, Well, I mean mean, in terms of the 15 days Was incredibly consistent Only dropping uh, a couple of bouts before the final day Wakamoto Haru on day 7 And Hoshoru on day 10 His sumo looked sharp It Mm. looked consistent It looked good I really, really hope he's able to continue that Throughout the rest of this year And into the future I do think it's that style that he, If he just keeps doing that, he he may win a U show soon. But I, I think he's going to be putting a second digit in that win column uh, quite regularly. With that good touchy eye, the good pushing, the accurate footwork, mm. it was good to see. Very heartbreaking though.
1: Oh, it kind of was. I think he would have expected to walk out and grab that second U show. Like, oh, yeah. uh, I think he had every belief in himself and he should have. And you mentioned before that, tight zoom in on Kiribayama and Daisho waiting for the result. The thing that I noticed there, he showed very little emotion. He didn't actually look disappointed. He just kind of, you know, bowed and walked out. The other thing was that because he had been thrust down the Tsukiyotoshi twice, his chest was absolutely ripped (laughs) up.
0: It was very red, wasn't it? It was
1: really red. It was really grazed. And I was just like, oh, he's been through so much. They all have, but he's been through so much and, you know, he would have loved to pull off that win. I was just surprised personally that he lost that way twice in a row, because why don't people do that more to him?
0: It's a great question. I think he only has, well, I shouldn't say he only has, he has one way to win and I think Kirabiyama, it's just his footwork and his ability to move laterally quickly that caught yeah. Daesho in yeah. the exact same way a, twice.
1: By surprise twice. <laughs>
0: so if Daesho was more careful coming forward, he might have found himself in a belt battle with Kirabiyama, which is something that I you don't want, want either, to do.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, so look, I've got a lot of admiration for Daisho and the way he went about his sumo. Me too. Uh, and
1: there's really good news for him as well because Hakaku has said that he too, he thinks that Daesho too, as well as Kirabiyama, is on an Ozeki run. So he said, I hope that he too will do his best to become an Ozeki in the next tournament.
0: It, that feels a little bit more like where we, if we compare it to his statement about Kirabiyama, he is a figure.
1: Yeah, but this even sta- saying something, it's so out of character.
0: Well, it is out of character, but the the bar is set in a very vague way Mm. Because I think you can go out and try to be Yokozuna I oh, yeah. try to be o- Ozeki, <laughs> yeah. sorry, I should say. Uh, looking at Daisho's results, uh, January 10 and 5 and now Komasubi 12 and 3.
1: And the thing about that 10 and 5, which is the odd one out, is that it was from Migashira 1 and usually you need to be at Sanyaku to get those 33 wins. Mm-hmm. So it's been
0: – Well, It's not a rule though. It's not
1: a rule, absolutely. And yeah. if this happens, I mean, we know that they're – Bit Very short. much looking, bit short. <laughs> bit
0: short on Ozeki.
1: <laughs> yeah. Don't have uh, that many. Uh, and so if, you know, if they can get him up there, they absolutely will try to. Because I do think that Daesho has shown that he's starting to feel like Ozeki material. They want somebody to go up there and stay there now. So is Kirabiyama that guy? Well, they won't have any choice if he gets this wins from now on because he's done what needs to be done. But do they also want someone like Daesho who perhaps is a little bit more rock steady?
0: Look, I, I think both of those names you mentioned there would make fantastic Ozeki and prove that barrier for Rikishi coming up trying to win the U show. Let's see what happens. But, you know, on paper, 11 wins would give Daesho 33 wins over the last three Basho. But I feel like he might need to do a little better than that. Yeah. Maybe one more. Yeah, one more. That.
1: One more. Why not? Well, that was the uh, that was the Yusho race. Came down to Kiribayama on his Sekiwake debut, winning his first Yusho up against Daisho in a playoff. Let's uh, talk about some of the other Sanyaku. Takakesho, of course, uh, dropped out.
0: He did uh, that injury. I believe it was day four. Four or five, I want to say. I can't quite yeah, remember. Yeah,
1: how early? I feel like it was.
0: Well, we were there the first four days. It was after that. Maybe day six.
1: It was, yeah. Day, yep. day yep. After day six, he after dropped out.
0: After day six. Yep. Uh, so, he'll be cut a bun next time, which means that he needs to get ten wins. No, eight wins. Yep. To retain his Ozaki status. I think if his healthy... Uh, he'll have no trouble doing that. It's just this this vicious cycle of Ozeki, which I, I think has led us to the situation that we're in. is It's an incredibly hard uh, position to maintain because once you get into that cycle of injury, you only ever have that kind of eight weeks or six weeks to get fit again. Then you've got to go out there, just try to scrape, again, uh, scrape together enough wins to maintain that rank.
1: Yeah, it's so so difficult, and especially with with how much they do want to promote some of these younger guys or some of the guys coming up. You know, sort of he's still young, he's still hungry, of course, but those niggling injuries are really proving a problem for him.
0: Absolutely. Well, there was another big QJ on day fourteen, Wakataka Kage, and this one caught me by surprise.
1: Yes, you mean you didn't realise until he went nope. QJ that there had been it because he won.
0: He won that bout. I. I don't remember him moving awkwardly after, although maybe I wasn't paying attention.
1: (laughs) And it sounds like it's a terrible injury, the medical certificate uh saying which um arishio oyakata put up online so it's it's very you know usually you get a little dribble of information maybe this is a new era of sumo but he actually put a photo of the medical certificate up online it says three months of treatment at least i would have to say you know damage to the acl the meniscus and all of those things that happen to uh people's and he's like Terunofuji who yes. didn't get it treated yeah. and now is paying for that. So perhaps it's a good thing that he's just going to go straight out and, and get it treated. That's it. Well, we assume so. Um, uh ex-Yokozuna, who usually does the um, commentary but has been in hospital actually for this Basho but. Uh, got released right at the end, which is good news. He wrote a column. He wrote it into his column. He's a massive Wakataka Kage fan, it seems. And he called the knee shattered and said that it was, an, it was awful timing because uh, it was on the eve of him becoming Ozeki. And he even finished off his statement by saying, I feel as if there's no God or Buddha because of the timing of this well, injury. You
0: Dramatic. Know, <laughs> you know an injury's bad when it causes... Such a great of the sport, ex Yokozuna to question his faith. Yeah, he's very existence. He's very existence. I mean, we know Kidna Fuji was rocked by this injury, but jeez.
1: Hope hero's all right.
0: <laughs> he would have abandoned God a long time ago. I think when Wakataka Kage wasn't uh, promoted to Yaku when he went 10 and 5 at oh, minus yeah. 0-1, that's when he gave up on uh, any idea of God or a greater power overseeing us all. Uh, my question is, Kidna Fuji. As you said, he described the injury in great detail. Do we know? Did he get a look at the scans, or did they drop the scans around to his place? Oh,
1: probably. I mean, he was in the hospital. Maybe just,
0: oh, you know, did
1: the little telephone motion to his nurse and oh. was like, "You got to get these for me." Get
0: the scans over, okay? Because yeah, I mean, I'm not sure if he's qualified. Yeah, but I guess you know, m- maybe it was that shattered that you know, just a lay person could understand the uh, severity of this injury.
1: Yeah, I suppose it happens in sumo so often that they've just got this this understanding in their head of exactly what the inside of the knee looks like, <laughs> <laughs> kitenafuji yeah. curry style looking well, slob in the middle of the knee. Um,
0: yeah, I mean, like that's it's probably a, one of the joints that they know the best how it looks like on the mm. inside, given uh, the stress that the sports put on it. Uh, so Wakataka kage, get well soon, mate. Yeah, please. Hopefully you're back. Fighting fit well. Looking at the other uh, Sanyaku, let's have a quick tour around. I think the thing that jumps out to me, there was only one Sanyaku Rikishi who didn't get their Kachikoshi, their winning record, and that was Tobizaru.
1: Yeah, Komisubi. Yeah. Yep. So, Wakatakage, the Seki Wake who didn't get his winning record. Oh, oh yeah, and I then,
0: meant all of the, oh, the all Sanyaku. Sanyaku. Yes, yes yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah.
1: So, Tobizaru, six and nine. He... I mean he's his smiles after he's losing his uh his bouts, bouts are starting to look a little bit less <laughs> <laughs> grinny. You know, he's he's like, Oh I love sumo, doesn't matter if I well not doesn't matter if I win or lose, like I'm I'm over overall going well, but you know, I still have fun. And now they're starting to look a little bit forced because for Wakamoto Haru to go eleven four, 12 twelve three nearly won the yusho. Kodnawaka nine six Yeah. And he's just there getting six and nine. It's a bit, it's not great for him. No,
0: and I guess the, the big question is around Tobi Zaru and his future in Sanyaku. I, I like having him there as a Kamasubi. Mm. And I think when his sumo's on, he can be very inventive and very hard to beat. Uh, but as we see with a lot of these Magashira ones and your upper Magashira ricochets. Putting it together for 15 days is the real challenge here.
1: And he didn't do well against the Sanyaku, the other Sanyaku. They're all the ones that he lost to. He beat Takakesho on day one. We saw that. We saw
0: that. It was amazing.
1: Uh, possibly uh, more to do with Takakesho than him, but, but he does have a, he, <laughs> you know, he has a, a 4-4 record against Takakesho so he can get around him. Hang
0: on, say that again. Toby Zaru has a 4-4 record against Takakesho
1: Jeez, I think so. I think that's what that's saying. Oh, but that's back That's back a while ago. Yeah. But he's beaten him the last three times they've come up against each other. Oh. November, 2022, January and March this year.
0: Isn't that interesting?
1: Mm, yep.
0: Tobizaru, he's the thorn in the side. <laughs> no, I think he's a it's...
1: genius again. <laughs> 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 but he lost six in a row in the middle. Um, and that was, you know, all of the, the Sanyaku. Midori Fuji, fair enough. He was on fire then. Wakataka Kage, Shota Ayabi. Uh,
0: the other, let's just quickly touch on the other Sanyaku Rikishi who did well. Wakamoto Haru, I need to declare that I'm not very neutral in yes. my feelings on Wakamoto Haru. <laughs> I'm a very, very big fan, have been for a long time. Feel like you'd make a great Ozeki.
1: Yeah. In oh. the future. I mean, he's that, that stable guy that we want in Ozeki.
0: We need that stability up there. And I think Wakamoto Haru is your guy. He went 11 and 4 over this Basho. Looked very, very consistent. Looked great on the belt. Uh, only dropping to champions such as Yusho winner Kirabiyama, Sekiwake Hoshoryu, Shodai. And for, yeah. some, and for some reason, Champion
1: Mita- Shore, Champion, Champion,
0: former Yusho winner, shortai, And for some reason, he lost to Mitakumi as well. So, within that uh, <laughs> in 11 4, probably a 12 3, he shouldn't have dropped it to Mitakumi, probably should have been more competitive against shortai. But consistency is the uh, name of the game here,
1: yeah, for sure. And the other, Komasubi uh, Kodnawaka. He did pretty well. He is starting to look, you know, consistent. Well,
0: on paper, a 9-6 for, you know, a relatively new Komisubi is good. But if you dig into those last five days, he dropped four of those, losing to Migashira 7, Hokuto Fuji, Migashira 6, Endo, uh, along with Wakamoto Haru, Wakataka Kage, and oh, that's it. Uh, so, yeah, you kind of feel like... I think he's lucky to get away with that. I think his score should have been higher than mm. it was, but yep. still has this ability to drop against uh, mid Maigashira.
1: Had a very close monoe against Wakamoto Haru on day 15, where Makaharu, Wakamoto Haru flung him over his shoulder on the. It wasn't close. Uh, it wasn't close. close. Pretty close. <laughs> <Pretty> close. I'll <Oshori, laughs> you. He's someone we skipped over. He is continuing um, a run of form, you know, in a. Way that sometimes just makes its way past me without me really noticing, but finishing on ten five even with a loss um, on day fifteen is is okay. He he's spoken recently about how he and he's probably said this a million times, but people keep doing it, how he doesn't want to be compared to his uncle and he doesn't want to, you know, have people talk about it all the time and that's fine and we don't talk about it a lot, but the one thing I did see was either on day 14 or 15 was that right after he, oh, it must have been 15 because he lost the bout. So day 15, final day, he loses his bout uh, and Asashiri just tweets a photo of himself in a bubble, (laughs) bar. I'm just like, I'm having a great time.
0: (laughs) I mean, that, that level of social media bullying is just...
1: <laughs> it's incre- refined. It's refined. It's Australian.
0: It is, isn't it? Uh, but taking yeah. a brief moment to reflect on that day 15 loss, it was Tataki Asu. Yes. Who out-belt-sumode Hoshoryu, which I think is no uh, easy feat, but just threw Hoshoryu uh, over the tuara like a sack of potatoes.
1: Yes. And it was uh it was quite glorious to watch. I enjoyed it. Uh so Tobizaru, with that six and nine, he seems to be I mean, we, there'll be a little bit of re-jiggling of re Rejiggling <laughs> 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 of <Sanyaku. laughs> Move up from that one. uh I imagine that perhaps Wakataka Kage and Wakamoto Haru might swap spots. Wakatakage coming down to um Wakamoto Haru going up to uh, Sekiwake, but oh. obviously Diaisha also needs to go to Sekiwake. It's just really chockers up there. It's hard to know exactly how it is going to play out. Well, a lot of it, a lot of it
0: comes down to how many Sekiwake slots yeah. they're willing to open. Yeah, uh, we have, well, we had three for yep. March. Back in January, we had four. Yeah. And looking at the way these results have fallen, four Sekiwake for May would make sense to me. Yep, there needs but to be four. I think there needs to be four.
1: Hoshoryu, Daesho, Wakamoto Haru, Kirabiyama. And a, that's said in the wrong a beautiful thing.
0: No, it's a beautiful thing, those four names there.
1: Then Komasubi Kodnawaka stays, and that's unlucky for him that he can't move up there, but it's full. No Sorry, way. mate. <laughs> uh, and then Toby Zara dropping out. Well, there might be only two Komasubi, I suppose. And the other one. It's going to be short, eh?
0: Oh, It has to be shorter. It has eh? to be. The t- look, he looks really good. And to all of the haters out there, I say 10-5. Yeah. Gashira won. He looked good. And especially, so we've said it a million times, but we were there the first four days in Osaka. I say that as we sit in our living room in Melbourne, Australia, after having flown overnight from Tokyo. It's so, yeah, we so depressing. in a couple
1: of hours ago. Yeah. So tired.
0: It's so, raining. So
1: tired. The cat didn't even come. Yuki didn't even come out of the bushes when we got home. So we're calling, calling. We're like, where is she? Where is she? We can hear some like vague meows in the distance. She's in the bush asleep. Didn't even come out.
0: Didn't even come out.
1: What'd so anyway, I... we're having a terrible time. <laughs>
0: But to circle back to the start of that sentence, we were in Osaka and the thing that thrilled the crowd, thrilled me, thrilled you, was Short Eyes' uh, movement off the touchy eye. Yeah. He was back to, uh, I I call it white wine sipping form, where he's kicking back in in a bath, sipping the white wine because those touchy eyes are so good. When he's coming out hot, he looks great. Uh, so a ten-five, good result for him. Yeah. And should see, as you said, a, re- a return to Sanyaku and a return hopefully in the long run to Ozeki.
1: I hope so. <laughs> I'm a uh, dreamer. I'm a dreamer. <laughs> go for it. I mean, friend of the show, uh, Tim Sumo, distressingly said to me after I showed I got his kachikoshi that that wasn't enough to get him back up to Komisubi. And I say, well, it is. What, eight and seven? And now he's ten and five anyway, so... Oh, yeah, eight and seven wouldn't have
0: been enough. Should I I knew that, though? He knew he had to go out there (laughs) and get another couple.
1: Would have been fine. Arby also finished on nine and six at Maegashira too. I don't know if he is also... If they want to stack Komasubi as well, if they wanted to put him up? Question mark? Well, I mean,
0: well, question mark. I mean, this is why I don't really have a lot of interest in doing these Guess the Bansukes because... It's like trying to understand nature. <laughs> yeah,
1: you
0: know, it's too yeah. hard. Yeah, is it the main? When reasons. I see it, when I see it, I that's go. That's when oh, I engage. I'm oh, like, that's great. That's what I thought.
1: That's great work. <laughs> I definitely said that. That's what was going to happen. <laughs> we fail.
0: We fail so hard at it because we dream too much. Yes. We want Sumo to be a beautiful landscape.
1: Everything for everyone.
0: Everything for everyone.
1: Yeah. Yep. And what we don't want is Ryuden at two and thirteen. At Magashira too, he's really um, got to the top of his business, hasn't he?
0: He's he's certainly. Oh, I feel like there's a bit of an injury cloud there. But the other big name that uh, everyone was speaking in the first ten days, at least, yes. of this basho was Midori Fuji. Yes sensational uh, sumo for him and a little heartbreaking to witness those last five days. He lost all five, right?
1: He did and that meant that he didn't get the fighting spirit prize. So they made it if win on day 15, uh. which I think commonly across the board, at least in uh, JSA South and, and perhaps even the Western world, that was deemed as quite harsh. Do you know what?
0: I've come full circle with if wins. Yeah. Yeah, I used to hate them. Okay, I I used to think if you haven't done enough by day fifteen, then um, you don't just give it to them. Do you know? Like, yeah, you've had fourteen days to make your decision. Are these techniques good enough? Is there enough fighting spirit shine? Shouldn't be on day fifteen. However, if I reworded this prize, yes, as that's rough. if yeah, if not lose. Oh yep, because he's won ten and then he's lost four, I think to give him the award after five straight losses to lose, like five straight losses to finish the Basho, I don't think that's prize worthy. Mm. So I think I'm in support of this one.
1: And I think actually now I'm coming full circle again because <laughs> <laughs> because it's all in the name of the prize.
0: Mm. This
1: isn't technique. I mean he hasn't lost by a fun. He hasn't shown good yeah. technique around the dojo It's fighting spirit and he didn't show enough fighting spirit like he lost the fighting spirit is kind of the narrative there yes he absolutely went for it he had it he got some incredible wins he came back for some from some really difficult positions and he it did seem like he lost the fighting spirit whether it was through pressure whether it was through the quality of his opponents he couldn't win so he doesn't deserve the prize
0: so Midori Fuji's 10-0 is very reminiscent of uh, that Hokuto Fuji basho at the end of last year, I think, Uh, where he had that amazing 8-0 run. Yeah. And similarly here, Midori Fuji in his 10 wins fought one uh, Sanyaku Rikishi, and that was Tobizaru. Yep. After that, day 11 to day 15, he only fought uh, Sanyaku and Shodai, mm. and he lost all of them. Yeah, so, yeah. Look, I, I think sometimes these rikishi have stati- – it's like a statistical anomaly where you just happen to get 10 wins in a row. I know that sounds weird to say.
1: Yeah. Well, think about that, the way you've described that.
0: Oh, you've come full I've, circle. <laughs> I've
1: come full and, a li- uh, full and a quarter in that they shouldn't <laughs> have given him the Fighting Spirit Prize at all, even if we- – like it shouldn't have been on the table. Because if he got to that point, day ten, and he couldn't, like, even if he had have beaten one, like Sherdai, Sherdai is a Maga one. Well, that's Shira day fifteen, one. though. Yeah, but that's that's Shor, That's
0: one. You got to call the awards on day fourteen.
1: Yeah, but they knew who he was going to fight, yeah, so he hasn't okay. beaten any of the apart from Toby Zara, who's not who who didn't go as well. I mean, maybe that should have been enough for fighting spirit. But I wonder, <laughs> maybe they shouldn't have.
0: No, given him the hope I, I, I agree And I think that We've been going around The full circles for a while But let's stop Because where you've landed I'm very happy with yep. you okay. Shouldn't have given it to
1: Official him Official Simo Manichi.
0: It's three thoughts. and a quarter turns Stop there Don't give him hope
1: Alright Well Midori Fuji He can take heart <laughs> from this Because he did fight very well He was able to get over Some quality opponents And hopefully he can Take this into May Takayasu, we mentioned before, started off where everyone was like, oh, hello, he's going to challenge for the You Show again, but it didn't end up happening. His sort of middle to late period was not strong, uh, but he, he went really well at the end again oh. and, and – Hit the target. Well,
0: I think, yeah, that day 15 bout against Hoshori showed the kind Loved of form <laughs> that, that Takiyasu is capable of. He did a, a
1: yeet, actually. You commented that there were quite a few good throws this time around Yeah, around, people just chucked off. Yeah, it's
0: like throwing a sack of potatoes in the back of the car. Yep. Which I don't often do. <laughs> no. I normally buy three or four potatoes at a time. What's
1: the biggest thing that we'll uh, – sometimes we accidentally put instead of – like two onions, we put yeah. two bags of onions. Remember yeah. when we did that? Yeah. Then we could chuck the onions into the back of the car.
0: But I'm talking sack of potatoes. Wholesale kind of.
1: In, in, the, in the Hessian. In the it has Hessian.
0: has to be in the Hessian, in the
1: so Hessian. it goes, and not like plastic sound.
0: We saw a young man oh. do something that he hasn't done in quite a long time. That man is Kotoweko, and that thing he did was that he got kachakoshi the first time in a year. Let's let this song rip.
1: Look, I wanted to sing, but I also wanted to give the song the, the glory and the space that it deserves because what a banger. I was about
0: to say it's like music to my ears, but it is music to my ears. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, somebody commented on Twitter that that song, they said, that song, it's talking about Koto-Eko became becoming Yokozuna. Yep. That's too much. I'm like, Pardon? Why wouldn't you want to aim for the top? If you, uh,
0: I mean, obviously this person doesn't understand the creative process. You, <laughs> you want you sit down and write a song about Kotoweko getting to Magashira 3? <laughs> no, Come doesn't on, doesn't work. Come you, on.
1: You've got to go for it.
0: Well, so good to hear that stirring anthem uh, again. It's been so, so long. Kotoweko looked better this time around. He ended up on 8-7. It took him a little bit of time to get there. He got that eighth win on day 13 uh, and then took the foot off the pedal, I think (laughs) is the right way to say it. He got the Kachikoshi and then just gave up pretty easy wins to Takiyasu. He got it. Nishiki Fuji.
1: He got it against Ichi Yamamoto, too, who went four and eleven, and uh, obviously wasn't finding <laughs> much well, much success. Poor much old sumo love. Poor old Ichi
0: Yamamoto, yeah. too. He was giving out the white dots uh, like it was. A f- I was going to say a festival. I'm thinking Easter, but and the white dots are eggs. Like but let's not like, get too carried Yeah, far no. Into if it. you
1: like um, uh, milk chocolate, do you know? Accidentally, they were giving out lint chocolates on the plane. Mm. Today and I accidentally took a white chocolate one.
0: Oh, well I love white chocolate.
1: Oh, I should have given it to you. Yep. Let me let me
0: try that analogy again. Ichiyamamoto was like a guest at a wedding yeah. throwing out confetti. Oh yeah. And the confetti are the white dots. Oh,
1: you're not allowed to do that anymore.
0: Yeah, you're not are you? No. Because it's bad for the environment. It's bad
1: for the environment. Okay, okay. Cooked rice. Okay, no, I've got such a good one. <laughs> I've got such a good one. Ichiyamamoto is, and this checks out in Japan in March slash April, and he's gone for a walk through Shinjuku okay. uh, Botanical Gardens, and the the beautiful sakura petals are raining. Yeah. He's he's throwing them out.
0: There we go. We got there. It's relevant.
1: It is. We, we went Ichi- there. It's beautiful.
0: Ichihamamoto Ichi- Ichi ended up on four eleven. People did worse. Yeah, <laughs> but it's true. We circle back. Let's turn the circle back to why we're talking about this. Kotoweko beat Ichimamoto to yes. bring up that eighth win, right. allow us legally to play that song for you.
1: Yep. Yeah.
0: Because uh, Kodoueko did get the Kachikoshi. Yeah. But and then I was about to say Ichimamoto at Magashira eight. It's his highest rank for a while. Really didn't uh, represent himself well on the the doyo this time around.
1: Nope, he'll be popping right down. There were some debutantes, some absolutely fantastic debutantes in Makaguchi this time around. And the best, uh, the most successful, which is music to my ears, love this guy, Kim Bozan. He got his kachikoshi on day 12 uh, at Magashira 14 and he did not take his foot off the pedal. He finished on 11 and 4.
0: This, I mean, Kim Borzan just looked good day after day. At my Shira 14, uh, he only needed three Basho and Jurio to sweep through there. Uh, I just thought he looked so, so good. I can't believe he's only 25 years old.
1: Yeah, yeah. His just, frame
0: looks so developed. He's very, he looks to me as a smart ricochet, knows how to use the weight, well balanced. I think he's going to go a long way.
1: I think so too. And it's good news for him, this finishing strongly, because when he won the Jurio U Show in January, he did take his foot off the pedal. He did sort of fail from then on. Did he win in January,
0: or, or were you I thinking think of so. Oshauma?
1: Oshoma.
0: Oh, another Ricochet. I would have loved about. Kim Borzan well, to win that. I mean, look, in my mind, he did. Eleven four. He didn't do too bad.
1: Well, he did lose the last three days. It <laughs> doesn't did. even say You Show there. I don't know why I'm. I'm making this up. I'm just like, in my memory. Yeah,
0: I mean, there are real U shows and then memory U shows. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, he got a memory U show. He also got the Fighting Spirit Prize and there was no if-win on the horizon. There wasn't even a whiff of it.
0: Nope. Deserved it. Well, what about the other debutante? Well, another debutante, I should say, Hokuseho.
1: Where are we on the COPE chart? Well, should we – let's have a look at the
0: COPE chart because – I'm not sure if people are aware, but there was a really red-hot uh, meme that was made around the Hokusého Kopp yep. chat, like in terms of, I said Kopchat. chat. Um, Lovely accent. People uh, basically acknowledging that people think is going to top out at some point. yeah, And, that, and that the hype isn't worth it. The hype isn't worth it and that, that he continually proves people wrong about uh, their underestimate. As underestim- it's been a long flight, underestimation. Underestimating. Under, underestimation. Is
1: that the right way? Oh, say? yeah, underestimation of Hokuseho's sumo-ness.
0: I think given how tired I am, I will be sticking to two syllable words from now on. Hokuse.
1: Well, well hoku. <laughs> this is <laughs> how far great. you've got into it. Yeah, I know. know. You've, t- you've H- typed, cope co- <laughs> chart, hoku. <laughs> So let's, I don't, this isn't going to come up with I know. that search. I've got it saved in my photos. I'll pop it up. I think okay. where we're up to. I'm going to take a guess because I think I know. There was. Um,
0: L- like, a lower Magashira sorts it, works him out.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So there was unable to get basically a Kachikoshi and low Magashira because they figure, yeah, yep. figure out his style. Yep. And so we've moved past that one. So I would like to know what the next one is. We'll find out and we'll, we'll uh, pop it up. But um, I, I presume it's mid-mic
0: <laughs> Well, yeah
1: <laughs> It's hard, you know
0: Casting your eye over his record for the 15 days Great strong start Four wins But he was knocking over people like Oho Bushozan He beat Kimbozan on day three uh, But it was Mitoriu who rounded out that four And then lost bouts to some surprising rikishi Towards the end of the Basho Takara Fuji Nishiki Fuji Uh Takenoshou, Daishouho, these are people that I would expect Hall to just use his strength to overrun.
1: Mm, mm. He still is standing up very high and people are certainly still coming at him on the belt and trying to either throw him down or push him back, which is probably the least successful option but disrupt his style he's become involved in some longer bouts again we saw that very much in Jurio where he'd just stand there and not do anything so i think he's got better at activating when he needs to but we did see a little bit of of standing around this time in makuchi so perhaps falling back to some old habits i'd
0: say that overall i felt his opponents came with a plan
1: yeah. They're,
0: they've seen enough of Hokuseiho. I, I think. They're a, watching the tapes. They are watching the tapes and they're seeing that coming out quickly and not letting him slow the bout down is the way to beat him.
1: Yep. And he was able to overcome that. He he was able to look at people who knew what he was going to do and beat them anyway to finish with a good kachikoshi, I call this, the 9-6. Uh, the but the other thing with Hokuseho is that there are people absolutely snipping at his heels uh Ochi we're going to talk about in Jurio and then there's Kawazoe like and all the other people that Hakaho has his eye on for Miyoginobea. He he just can't rest.
0: No, he can't. There's he
1: has to keep working.
0: Very, very big expectations for this very, very young man still.
1: So the third debutante uh, in Makuchi was Bushan, and unfortunately he couldn't Add to a trio of debutante Kachikoshi. He got his Makakoshi at Magashira 14 on day 12 and he was losing in um, a couple of ways that he often loses, which is being thrust down to the ground, being thrust to the side or being harakikomied, sort of pancaked, is is a way that he often loses.
0: Yeah, he needs to get that Takakesho-style thrusting rhythm happening.
1: Yeah, and his rhythm's sometimes it works so well but sometimes it's out yeah, often it's out
0: and we, we saw very little rhythm uh, that time around so yeah yeah migashira 14 bushozan finished on 5 and 10 unfortunately
1: so that's a return back down to jurio for him it's a bit of a logjam down the bottom of makuchi app, actually and it's hard to know who else is going to drop out so bushozan definitely they they <laughs> probably the Banzuke makers crafters would have loved a few people to have lost on uh, towards the end of the mm. the uh, basho. Like Tsurigisho maybe he was on seven seven at Magashira sixteen at the end. You know, Mitori just pulled off an eight and seven. Chiyoshima went fine. Oh, you know, he's slightly too high at Megasheeru fifteen for his seven and eight to um, to impact. But he really needs another go in Juryo, I would say. But Probably won't get there. So maybe it's only Kagiyaki at Magashira 12, at well, 5 and 10. Y- there's
0: some facts here that you need to uh, apply to mm-hmm. this situation. The yeah. fact is, and we'll talk, we'll get into this a little later when we talk about Jurio, but Asuniyama and Ichinojo need to be promoted, mm. no questions asked. Yep. So, so they need to find two spots for these two. And I wonder, and I don't know the answer to this, but I wonder how much that will play in their thinking in terms of Sanyaku and how many spots they have yes. because there's a finite number of rikishi that can be in makuchi and the number of those who are in sanyaku determines yep. how low the magashira ranks go.
1: Yep, and if we want that fourth sekiwake, which we do, but maybe not as many komusubi.
0: But I want a lot of komasubi. I, 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 I want it all. I want it all. It's just quite simple. You just have magashira 20.
1: Yeah, I mean easy. Simple. Just do it. I so, can't believe I'm
0: not being paid for this.
1: <laughs> After saying you don't want to do Guess the Banzuke. Well, you don't want to guess it. You want to I do I don't it. want to
0: guess it. I just want to make it uh, a fertile ground for creative sumo <laughs> Banzuke creation.
1: <laughs> That's exactly right. Well, let's talk about some of the lower divisions, the Jonokuchi Yusho. Show. Uh, it's a little fella at Jonokuchi 11 called Asahakuryu. Right. He's Mongolian. He's from Takasago Bay This is his first basho outside Car Park Sumo, and he rocked it. He
0: and he went seven and zero. So it turned up all seven days on yeah. the right day.
1: First, good start.
0: Great start. Positive. Good scheduler. This guy
1: turned up one. Uh, Good things to come from him, I'm sure. Johnny Dunn with seven wins as well. You'd hope at those lower levels. Suguro. Now, he's 25 from Fujishima Heia. He started in Dunme, so he came straight into Sandanme. So won a few of those tournaments before, the university or business ones. Uh, the university once because it's Sundanmay, in November 2021. But he obviously has been a bit injured. He's working his way back up from Johnny Dunn. So Good to see. Great stuff. Way. We saw a May playoff, actually. Uh, and we love when playoffs uh, intrude into our Jurio commentary oh, on day 15. Such a beautiful treat, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I love it. Because all of a sudden you see these, see these two. Or oh, oh, once we did one with... Yeah, four or five Four in or then. five.
0: They had to draw the straws. Oh, well, I like to see them as new friends. Yeah.
1: Yep. Friends we met along the way quite literally because <laughs> the May playoff was happening. And the interesting thing here was both of these guys, Toshunryu and Kiona Umi, 23 and 26 respectively, were from Tamanoi Bayer. So, usually not allowed to uh, come up against each other, but in a playoff... Everything's off they Now this Scratch your eyes out This uh,
0: Toshinryu kid Yes I like his aura Yeah I like his sumo feel Yeah I've never seen anyone who more looks like they rode a motorbike <laughs> to the Basho <laughs> <It was> And <laughs> I loved it And a little bit of flair
1: as he won the bout. It's so good when you see it down at those levels and hopefully we'll continue on with that. A bit of hand, the hands going up, a bit of spinning around. Yeah. Obviously well, they, really liked it. They shut that
0: down very quickly and, yeah. and, I, and I get it, but it's so good to see it poke through a little bit at these lower divisions, a bit yep. of personality.
1: Yeah. Well, he uh, outdid his older... Opponent who's been in sumo for way longer than he has. He was in car park sumo in May 2022. So he is wow. on his way. And the Makushita Yusho, with seven wins as well, went to Ryuo. He's from Nishonaseki Bayar.
0: Is he really?
1: Yes, he came in from – he was one of the um, older – he's not that old, 29, but he was one of the guys who um, uh, yes. he took from yep. Oguruma Bayar been in sumo since 2012 with the highest rank of Makushita, uh, 16. Here he is at 26, so he won't get to Juryo this time. Um, I don't know whether he will. He might be a, a permanent kind of oh, Makushita guy. Oh, I see, But
0: good signs, though. Good
1: signs. Nishana Sekibaya, there's,
0: uh, there's, a f- there's something going, going well. on there. Going really there's well. There's something in the chanko, as they say.
1: Uh, let's
0: have a bit of a look at Juryo. I mean, what a division.
1: I know. What a division. It's, it's always, it's always it's my favourite division. It's hard for us to talk about on the podcast because when we do the commentary, it's just such a great division to talk about. And we're so, you know, invested in talking about them there. But Ichinojo, he really came through with the goods this time around. He looked so strong and so motivated. Wait,
0: wait. He did. And to pull the camera back a little bit. Ichi nojo was there. I didn't set it up well, did I? <laughs> Asaniyama was there. Yes. Asniyama blazing his way back uh, into the top division. It, it was I felt even with the presence of Ichi Nojo that this was an easy Yusho for Asanayama, despite the young talent, despite these ex Ozekis like Tochinoshin hanging around, that this was going to be an easy Asanayama Yu show. But Ichinojo from day one. Looked so determined, so full of initiative out of the touchy eye. And when he fights like that, he looks and he is almost unstoppable.
1: Yes. And he moves so well and he's quick. One of his problems when he's injured, when the back injury comes through, is that he can't move forward. He can't move quickly. He can't pivot. He can't twist. But when he can do all of those things, like you said, he, he can't be stopped. And it was day four when we were there that we saw him beat Asaniyama, went backwards, took Asaniyama's full onslaught, which is a clever thing to do. And then like he's been doing it for his whole life, turned around and deposited him outside. Oh,
0: I mean, that was just an exquisite bout to watch. And I, and I think the reason why I doubted Joe wasn't a, a, an injury reason. I think it's the kind of, emotional load that he's carrying at the moment. You know, we've, we've spoken about it, it's very – everyone knows what's been going on with Ichi Nojo, but to see him just turn up and do so well, mm. I think it's just – it's going to fill him with confidence going back into Makuchi, and I think we'll see him climb up the ranks really quickly.
1: I think so. He only had one stumble with the extremely inform form Gon- Gonoyama.
0: <laughs> well, can we talk about this kid for Please. a while? because uh you know, you've got your Ichi Nojos, you've got your Asaniyamas, you've got your enhos people pulling focus and thrilling crowds. But Goniyama just went about his work this time. I was blown away with his sumo.
1: It was so, so strong. And beating Ichi Nojo and being the only guy to do that, I mean, sure, Oho beat Asaniyama. It can happen. Like, weird things can, can weird. pop well, out. that's sumo. Weird and wonderful, but... With Gono Yama, it wasn't an anomaly. It was him standing there strongly, moving forward strongly, big body, big sumo, yeah. quick as well.
0: Quick. He understood the leverage and the physics that he needed to move Ichinojo out. Fighting at his highest rank of Juryo 6, he's still only 24 years old in front of a hometown audience in Osaka, and eleven four is a dream for him at uh, Juryo 6. We'll probably see him at the top of Jurio Banzuke next time.
1: I think so. A lot of the higher-ranked Juryo guys who were at their highest rank did well. So Shona Shonanumi at Juryo 396. Roga got a Kachikoshi 8-7 at Juryo 5. Shimazumi got a Kachikoshi as well. So these these guys achieving their higher, higher ranks are really pushing up, but I don't think that G- Gonoyama can move... Because of that logjam we talked about before, he can't go to Jurio. There's only really room, as we said, for Asaniyama and Ichinojo, I think.
0: And you know, that's fine. And it just makes me think that 11 4 in Jurio, when you had Asaniyama and Ichinojo there, it's quite an achievement. Uh, we'll see him up the top very, very soon. I do want to mention Enho. Um, yes. I like Enho, he's, he's fine. Yeah. But it's been so encouraging to see this return to form. Like his sumo looks like 2019 Enho, where there's speed, the agility, the uh, the sumo mind is back. I mean, you need the body to be doing its thing for the mind to have the space to do the strategy. You can't do the sumo strategy if the body's not working properly. Yes. But I feel like now we've got those two things working together. He's on the belt, he's around the side, he's pulling down, he's got his hips back, he's going under, he's going... I, I said around, but he went around
1: again. The other way. You went the other you way. left and right. Left and right. Clockwise but, and anti-clockwise. Well, I think it's even better for him now because people know what he's going to be doing, right? You often see at the touchy when someone comes up against Enho that they wait. They wait. Or that they know that he's going to scoop downwards or move to the side and go down and so they try to counter that. So they know what he's trying to do and still he's managing to win. So he's come back from injuries, come back from a form slump and despite people, <laughs> you know, kind of watching the tapes, I guess, the yes. Enho tapes, who everyone watches every day because these matches are very popular, um, he's managing to win.
0: That day 14 bout against Ichi Nojo uh, was one that everyone was keeping a very, very close eye on. Uh, Ichinojo did end up winning that but Enho went out there we, we all knew Enho was going to try to slip to the side, but he did it so, so beautifully. And really what was the most obvious that came from that bat was how quick Ichinojo was to respond. Yes, yeah. It, and it was Enho's sumo that showed us how good Ichi Nojo is at the moment.
1: It's an interesting thing. We talked about the popularity of the matches and just something to highlight that we noticed this time around in particular, every day NHK puts out the most watched bouts on their catch-up thing. So all bouts go onto their site. You need a VPN to get it, but you can watch all the bouts afterwards. And they put up the three most popular. And this time they were they were often not even Makuchi, like two of them were Jirio. Yeah, the
0: top two were often Jirio, it was often Asuniyama yep. or Ochiai yes, or Ochi-ai. Enho. Mm. And then a Makuchi. I've never seen it happen like mm. this before.
1: Yep. Jirio. Jirio. Well, it's Asuniyama, <laughs> I guess. He was very popular in the stadium well, as well. Can I ask
0: you a question? So with we'll see Asuniyama leave. We'll leave see jiryo. ichinojo leave Jurio. Yep. What's the landscape going to be like for the rest of the year? Will it still have that attraction? Oh, Jurio. Yeah.
1: Oh, great question. If it becomes a a graveyard for these guys coming down, well, you know, if you sort of and I'm not casting any aspersions on these people who I'm going to say right now, but if it's like kagiyaki and Chiyamaru kind of. Getting about oh, gee, in there and I mean, I love Mr. Simo with my whole heart. Yeah. But does it make for the best Juryo competition? We've got people coming up like Kawazoe from Miyagino. We've got Shiden Chiesa- coming up.
0: Yeah, Chiyosukai coming up.
1: He'll be coming up. Um, you know, Shishi maybe if he makes it up. Yeah. There's a lot of excitement to come and, and some within Jurio now. Mm, great question.
0: Well, so uh, I mean, uh, you said something very, I mean, shocking, if I can say, the Jirio Graveyard. <laughs> yeah. But I know exactly what you mean Whoa. by that. But but the, uh, what I think I like about it is that it's that mix of young kids coming up, and then also there's Toshinoshin fighting with one arm.
1: Well, it's incredibly offensive what I said actually. Because no, before no, it's we not. started, no, before we started the basho, we said that there were. Um, how many uh, two show holders? So Tochino Ichinojo Ichi Nojo, three, and Oh, Tohakuriyu, uh, and um, Tokushoriyu, uh, no surprise, Tohakuriyu, <laughs> I was just like, What, <laughs> uh, and Asaniyama, yeah. so there's four yusho, uh holders, ex or yeah, you know, so to call this a jury <laughs> I I wish I could rewind that statement, no, but no, you, no. you kind of know what I mean. I know what I you mean,
0: and look, Tokushori is a great example. We saw him return to Jurio after being uh, demoted to Makushita, mm. uh, and he went four eleven at Jurio fourteen. Mm. But it's the beautiful mix of kids coming up, old mates,
1: yeah, and their experience, yeah. Checking the kids. Like yes. quite a few guys have been checked this time around in jurio haven't mm. they? Like Tsushima Nada, uh, Tochi Musashi. Hang on, how did Tsushima Nada go?
0: He went uh, 4 and 11 Yeah, jurio 9.
1: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Have, exactly right. <laughs> That's what I was definitely uh, wondering about. The other
0: person we need to talk about is Ochi. Ochi On debut, uh, Jurio 14... Huge, huge performance here 11 and 4 He looks so good He looked so good I often ignore hype Because it needs to settle a bit
1: Yeah, for you sure You give
0: it a few Like I'll see hype and I, and I put a little note in my calendar For nine months later To go and <laughs> see if I need to check this person out Hope But baby. I tell you what After seeing ochi yeah. Whoa 19 years old
1: Yeah It's hard not to get On the hype train for this one, especially after seeing... Oh, Yuki's back. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, puss. Uh, Especially after seeing him get injured on day seven against Tochi Musashi. So he was yanked forward by the arm. Uh, Whether or not that was necessary, it's debatable. Probably not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he was strapped up for what? Probably three, three days. days after yeah. that, I reckon. Yep. So the day after that he beat Shibuna Umi. Yeah. And he he beat him in such a different way from how he had been doing sumo to start off with, but so strong. Then he beat Hakuyozan, who ended up going nine and six. Yeah, and
0: Hakuyozan is a big boy in great form, and Ochi I found a way.
1: Then he stumbled. So then he lost to Atami Fuji. Ichi Nojo, fair enough. Gonoyama, fair enough. But then he came back and he uh, beat Sushimanada and Kodokuzan. Again with that, you have to think that even though the strapping wasn't there anymore, the injury probably was. That didn't seem like something um, that, um, not dislocation, but the, the pull of it that would go away in that many days.
0: Well, yeah. You hope that at 19 years old these injuries aren't anything serious. But
1: talking about Ochi-ai
0: uh, leads us beautifully into our Jurio special prizes. Yes. Uh, we didn't get to, s- to uh, talk about them on the <laughs> on the live stream yesterday because we got there a little late because we stayed at an onsen a little bit too long. <laughs> but if you're interested in checking out our live commentary, it's up on YouTube, uh, Sumo Mainichi, and head across to the live tab. Uh, ch- our Champion of Tomorrow Award is a tie. Well, it's not a tie. Two people get it this time. Yep. Ochiai and Gonoyama, no big surprises there.
1: Yep, very important, these two guys. In the future of sumo? Uh, Rising
0: from the Swamp Award I gave to Taka Kento. Now, he's not all the way down in the bottom of the swamp, but I think I saw good signs from Taka Kento, good positive sumo. And with this award, we hope that uh, he feels a little bit of encouragement from the team here at Sumo Monichi.
1: Absolutely. 10 and 5 at Jiro 12, and we enjoyed his Sumo.
0: Uh, look, Taka Kento's a bit of a – he's a bit of a favourite, isn't he?
1: We just the... – You really like well, him. I'll
0: just any... – any person who stands at the white line and just thrusts their stomach out to their opponent it... – I don't understand it, but I want to be involved. I know in the
1: West we're trying to hide it. We're trying to suck it in.
0: He's just like, suck it out. Suck it out. Uh, We didn't have a Don't Let the Sun Go Down On Me award this time around, but our encouragement award goes to this time, Dire Mummy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Finished on six and nine. Uh, I think it was a hard basho for him, obviously carrying an injury. And I think the six-nine shows his mental strength to find a way to win six times given how uncomfortable he looked out on the dojo he didn't
1: look uh look that comfortable as you said and but when he finds the power when he gets that timing right it can absolutely happen for him and we want that to happen more enjoy watching Mummy, and so that's the sumo manichi Jurio special prize the encouragement award for him
0: so we think we're going to see, we're positive, we're going to see Ichi Nojo and Asuniyama be promoted to Makuchi. Unfortunately, leaving Juryo, we'll see Tokushori slip out, Tochi Musashi, and perhaps, depending on the way the uh, cards fall, Shimina Umi and perhaps even Kotakuzan at Juryo 10.
1: Tokushori retirement. We said well, that last I said time. It last time. It didn't happen.
0: yeah. I, I think two bad Makushta bashos in a row. Yeah. Could be it. But if he can bounce back and forth, he might hang around. Uh and as we mentioned before, a few uh that might come up to Jurio, Chisakaye, maybe Fujisayun uh and a couple of other names there, but well it's a bit of a mess this time around and I yeah, I don't envy the people have to put these uh Banzu case together. <laughs> um as we said, we, uh, we're we back in Australia. We're struggling with the depression of uh, leaving 15 or 16 days in Japan where we got to go and see the sumo for four days. Uh, we got to meet up with our, well, for the first time in real life, our sumo Manichi on the ground correspondent.
1: Yeah, you've heard him on the podcast before, Rob. Uh, he's reported... After the quiet basho and where all the crowds uh, were out and weren't allowed to make any noise, he made some reports for us about how the, the bashos were reactivating and took us to an amazing place in Ebisu, a sort of... Uh,
0: Yokocho, like a Yoko little... alleyway.
1: Alleyway. Uh, place. So we'd like to say thanks to him. He introduced us what to a few I things we didn't, we didn't know about. Two drinks we didn't know about.
0: Oh yeah, there was a second. So the first one was hoppy, which like I've lived in Japan for a couple of years and we've been back many times and I've never ever really experienced hoppy. Uh, And Robert's explanation was it's a kind of tax dodge on the beer tax, but it's basically you get beer in its uh, component parts, which is the alcohol. it tastes like beer.
1: Yes. And then, like
0: a beer flavoring for the alcohol. Yeah. And it's designed in such a way that you will never run out of the two (laughs) parts of it at the same time. So you mix it together and then you go, oh, I've run out of the beer flavoring or the soto. So I'll get another one of those. Yeah. Oh, and then I've run out of the alcohol part or the naka. So I'll order one of those. And I've got to say, that was my biggest hangover of Japan. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I was rotten the next day.
1: Yeah, we we had had a few nakas few <laughs> And we also uh the style of Japanese food oden which is uh, a a kind of dashi soup yep. where you put a whole lot of stuff in whether it's fish cakes, daikon, eggs, little sausages. Just so much great stuff. Anyway, at the end of that, you take the you take the dashi soup, and you just put this in pure alcohol with it again. It seems like, and you have a little dashi. I number. was sceptical,
0: but that was a beautiful drink.
1: Yeah. So there's a couple of if you if you want. Uh, a recommendation of that place in ABC, then we will pass it on as though it's our own recommendation. <laughs> uh, but in actual f- thanks, uh, in actual in actual fact, we would like to say a very big thanks to Rob for uh, taking us there and a great night. Uh, we also wanted to talk about Meatland.
0: Okay, so what we should say is, Ex mm. uh has opened a. Yakiniku restaurant in Roppongi, Tokyo. We are going to do an in-depth review of that restaurant. Review is probably the wrong word. It's a (laughs) recount of our experiences. Uh, But we know it's sumo adjacent. So if you'd like to leave us now, thank you so much for joining us uh, on Sumo Mainichi uh, we will be back yep. next Basho. We'll be streaming Jurio live on day 1, 8 and 15. We'll be bringing you podcasts at various frequencies throughout the 15 days. Yep. If you would like to make a contribution towards the Sumo Mainichi Sake Fund, you can do that via PayPal with our email ad- address Sumo sumomainichi at gmail.com. Uh, we also have some badges or enamel pins for sale that you can find on our Bandcamp page. Why are we selling them on Bandcamp? It's the only online selling platform that I could work out how to use. And I'm not ashamed to say it. No. Even though I should be.
1: Because you're a great musician and you've used it well, a lot Well, I, know, I know about
0: Bandcamp. Um, so thank you for joining us. Hang around if you would like for the sealed section. Our... Recount of our experiences with Meatland. So there's going to be spoilers. There will be spoilers on the We're menu. We're going to talk
1: about what uh, food came out. We're going to talk about uh, what the restaurant was like and all of that. If you'd like to just go to it, uh, a couple of caveats there. We'll, we'll
0: give you some tips.
1: Well, should we say them before the sealed well, section? Get in touch with us anyway if you're curious about it but you don't want to know all the details. It's very...
0: No, okay. So we'll, we'll give, give some overall context. Yes. So first of all... The restaurant doesn't have a website? Yes. And it's not bookable through any uh of the Japanese uh booking services. Booking services, like Tabedog is the big one because I booked another restaurant called Meatland on that. Yeah. And I didn't cancel that now you mention it.
1: Oh. So there I are I think a, that's in Shinjuku. There,
0: yeah, there are there is another place in Tokyo called Meatland yep. that is yakiniku. Anyway, I booked through contacting them on Instagram so DM in Japanese took the booking that way so first you'll either need to use Google Translate and I think the best way to do it is via Instagram interestingly in the bio though it says about the restaurant that it's only by reservation or referral and once we got there and we'll We'll talk about how we got there, but once we got there, we saw why. There's about eight seats in the place.
1: Yeah, it's very very small.
0: So to give you a little bit of location information on it, um, it you can look it up on Google Maps, but yep. it's basically it's on the street that runs uh, along the Rapongi Cemetery. Yep. So about a eight minute walk. Yep. From Rapongi Station. Four minute run. <laughs> But Roppongi Station uh, coming in on the, we weren't on the Yamanote line, but whatever line we took, we were probably, how many sets of stairs? You counted them under the Oh, ground. yeah,
1: because we were right down on that. Uh, it's like underground, the underground.
0: Underground, the underground.
1: <laughs> uh, maybe four or five sets of elevators and then more steps. And we were late. Uh, no, so no, don't, we were, no, also, no. don't be late. No, we were on we time. We were bang on time. We just didn't know. How many sets of elevators? No, no. Went? We got
0: there at 8.29 and our yep. booking was for 8.30. Yep. Now we, got it there. felt like we were going to run we late just though. ran
1: a little bit more than I would I'm have to Because I'm not sure
0: if people have experiences with finding places in Japan, it can be so, so hard.
1: Yeah. Well, the Instagram is yak-
0: yakiniku, yakiniku
1: underscore meatland.
0: Great. So we find it. I open the door.
1: This is the sealed section. The only other thing I want to say before (laughs) is that it's very expensive. Okay, so and so just it's not like a usual yakiniku where you know you just sort of order as you go. It's a degustation. Yep. And if you don't know what a degustation is, it's like individual courses. You don't choose. Yeah. You just get it.
0: It's very much a yeah. It's a set menu. To give you an idea, it was about thirty-three thousand yen. No. 33,000? Yes. 33,000 yen.
1: Plus drinks. No, 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 including including four drinks. drinks, Yeah, yeah,
0: we had four drinks. So now's the sealed section. We're going to be talking in detail about the menu and about the experience. We push open the door. We walk in. One word came out of your mouth at quite a loud volume. Well,
1: we didn't know (laughs) who was going to be there. We'd seen on a Bama last night. The night, before, the night before, we'd, we'd seen Chiotariu commentate. So we're like, okay, he's in Osaka. I am aware that Abema is low budget and probably is just a tiny room in Tokyo every single time, but I wasn't sure where Chiotariu was. And I certainly wasn't sure of his association exactly with the restaurant. Has he just started it? Or, you know, is there a possibility that maybe somehow we might see the great man? We walk in, there's one guy there, it's him. I go, Chiotariu! <laughs> And what did he do? He didn't say a whole lot. No. His eyes widened. Yep. He looked at me in the face and he pointed to the seats and then he walked out. Well, no, he asked,
0: like I said, we've got a reservation. (laughs) He asked if it was me. That's right. And it was me. It was you. W door. Yeah. And we were the only people there.
1: Yeah. We were the only people there. But then he left.
0: Yeah. Then he left and we thought, well we wondered whether or not you'd scared him off.
1: I was really worried because that's not really something that I do. I'm not <laughs> ever, ever honestly the person who I've talked about riding to MacGyver for He's yeah. autograph a million times. That's where I've stopped it. I've never asked for autographs. I've yeah, never gone not, up to people. You're not
0: a big celebrity I'm person. I'm not. Yeah. I'm
1: really honestly not. No, I know. But when you come face to face with Gia When you weren't expecting to you, as well. When I wasn't expecting to, when I've just run up five sets of escalators, it's raining. It's raining hard, yeah. So we hard, both yeah. had umbrellas That's. And Rapongi is so busy. Your umbrellas are constantly bumping into other people. You try and do that thing where like, do I take my umbrella low? Am I going high for this one? Oh, I've just smashed some guy in the face. I'm so sorry. Sumi masan. But then Chiatari's there.
0: <laughs> yeah, he was there. And he was very much there.
1: It was quiet. There was jazz music playing. Yeah, so so I, I think
0: maybe we'll save this for the end, but the, the ambience was, it was very quiet Mm. and because we were the only people there. So there was, there were just the two of us, Mm. another two tables of four. So basically it's very, very low capacity, which a lot of, you know, places are in, in Japan and Tokyo. And it's what makes it so special, but we're basically sat at a yakiniku table that had the grill covered, but very much prominent, uh, exhaust pipe to get the smoke off so much so that we couldn't see each other across the table yeah so
1: the exhaust pipe was so low that it was just in front of my head
0: sure was sure was so so just to set the scene before we start exploring the menu i had only had back and forth online about making the booking there was no question of menu of anything so we sit down before anything else any here's a menu, or they put out a drinks menu, yep, but drinks menu only. No, nothing, no information about the food, but what came out was a platter with a glass container full of smoke over it.
1: Yes, yeah, so one each, a beautiful glass There's container. a word for it, yeah, yeah it's, um,
0: it's cloche, a glass cloche, but it's a
1: but it's small, like with a cloche, you think big and metal, like massive and metal, MasterChef style. This is small. And glass and filled with smoke. There's another guy there suddenly because Chiataru, he's exited. Yeah, and, and, I, and you I, thought and he's I gone felt home. Bad. Yeah, like, I was yeah. just like, oh, well, he's, you know, you've spooked him. Dumb Gaijin, <laughs> and I hate him, and I'm not coming back because there's 12 more people in the kitchen who can do my job for me. Right. So this other guy comes out, serves the smoke. I'm like, well, I'm just going to go with this. It's my own fault. Um, smoke wafts through the room. It he was Sakura smoke. Is. Sakura smoke, it's a piece of beef on an amazingly light piece of toast with maybe parmesan over the top? Did you think that, that was was parmesan? a light
0: sprinkling of, I think, parmesan.
1: And, you know, he said what it was, which we could we could understand, and left us to eat it. And we, we're just like, what is this? Yeah, so
0: at this point, because we knew that the concept for Meatland was niku but infused or influenced by other cuisines and that the initial chef they had come in was French. Yep. But I thought that was always an option. But after seeing this this first dish, I'm like, I need to think, rethink what I know about yakiniku. I need to put all of my preconceptions aside because I had a bit of toast with yakiniku meat on it and I loved it.
1: It was so good. And this is where we first realised that we were in for a, at least a culinary treat.
0: Well, at this point, <laughs> we we were thinking, oh, it looks like a set menu has started. Yeah. And I, I had a bit of low-key panic because I'm like, I,
1: Wasn't that low?
0: <laughs> well, in the sense that, you know, it costs what it costs. But yeah. when you sit down in Japan, yeah. like I think in probably way more than Australia, yeah. things can be expensive in orders of magnitude that we don't understand. Right. So 33,000 yen for a meal is very expensive, but I I thought it could have been higher. Right. And not knowing the cap at that point, I thought, oh, this is really, really fancy. Yeah. And very much... Yaki Niku is like dirty, smoky, yeah. cheap, yeah, loud, noisy. Yeah, explain what noisy. it is normally. Well, it, it's, a, it's a, you know, Yaki Niku is a style of grilling meat that is borrowed from Korea. Uh, you have kimchi with it. You You are served plates of raw meat that you throw on this grill that sits in the middle of the table. It's a great food to have with beer, but it's very, you know, I guess noisy, smoky, dirty is what I think about. But Meatland is the Opposite of all of those three things, it's refined, it's clean, uh, it's uh, well, it's more delicious than regular yucky niku. yeah So, at that point, lo- you know, the first dish off to a great start, low key panic about what this could cost, yeah. And I, I did, you know, I didn't know whether it was the right thing to do to say. How much will this cost? No, we,
1: you know, I mean,
0: we just wanted to keep it chill. So, you know, we sat there, we went on. So that was course one. We should also say that when we sat down, we were given a menu.
1: Well, what we eventually realised was the menu.
0: Oh yeah, we didn't know it was a menu at first.
1: Well, it's got emoji on it yeah.
0: only. I, so the courses are represented by emojis. So the first emoji, and I might need you to have a look at that one. Oh yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a, bit
1: dark in here. it's a. Uh, it's a Piece of bread, it's the bread emoji. Bread emoji, okay. So that's the toast. So it was a, yeah, as we said, a piece of toast with a beef, mm. a piece of beef above it. And I, I'd never already, with one thing, I'd never tasted a piece of beef like this. Oh,
0: it was it was spectacular. Uh,
1: so that was course, was course one. one. And then who comes to collect the plates of course one? So yep. we've, you know, delicious, small scale panic about the cost, what's happening, that was delicious, oh my gosh, this is going to be a great night. Chiatari comes back out. Yeah. He's like, I'll take those plates. Yeah.
0: How was that? Yeah, so it becomes evident that it's Chiatariu and a waiter working there. So I think it's Chiatariu and this other guy putting the food together, bringing it out, doing the dishes – pouring the drinks i've got to say chiatari made a killer highball
1: he was really great and he definitely made the highball that we ordered which was our second drink because the other guy was out doing the food at that stage and we could hear the ice clinking in the back area there were only two people out there we could see when you went to the toilet you know when you have a little cheeky look as to what's happening in the back area there's just those two i don't know if this is every night that it's like this, perhaps they have other staff, perhaps we were just super lucky. But on the night we went, it was Chiatario and this other amazingly lovely yeah, guy, we cool. should say, making and serving presenting, the food, Presenting, presenting the, the food, food.
0: Giving us the background of the regions that the ingredients came from and how we should eat it best.
1: You'll be pleased to know that the second time I saw Chiatario, I absolutely kept my shit together. You, you, I, w- I didn't even look, I was just head down, I was like... All right, let's be respectful here, I said. The food was delicious.
0: You were much, much more in control the second time around. Thank you
1: very much. Um, I'm like, well, if I've already kind of ruined it with him, that's fine. Um, I'm just going to do my best from here. And then the dishes started coming. So they were brought out by both of them. The second course was a beautiful little um, consomme or um, broth. Yeah,
0: yeah, a a beef broth made from bone and...
1: The emoji was a bone?
0: Yes, and and served in a beautiful piece of white ceramic with a, little, a tiny lid.
1: Was it cold or hot? Can you remember? It was hot. It was hot. Well, okay. let's say warm. Warm. Yeah. yeah. Delicious. Absolutely delicious. Then, so we're starting to get the idea of this menu. We've had a piece of... We've <laughs> had toast. We've had bone. Next one. I mean, I'm, I didn't even know there was an emoji for this. Like, I guess people don't use it very often, but it's a potato. <laughs> and... What comes out, and we'll put these uh, yeah, we'll put pictures these up, up and we'll, we'll caption them with spoilers so people don't uh, see them if they don't want to. But it's a potato galette, very thin, sitting on a shisho leaf. Shisho? Yep, shisho. Shisho leaf uh, with a beef tata- tataki oh, on yeah. top. I
0: mean, this this was a beautiful piece of food. Looked spectacular, tasted mm. amazing. I'm a big fan of shiso because we don't. Have it in Australia? I think it's considered a, a noxious weed. Yeah, and you can't legally yeah. grow yeah, it I here. I So, but the, I think the the American word for it is like perillo or perilla.
1: Yeah, right. People do where we are though, in the suburbs. Well, you always it, see people trading plat. Shiso plat. She. Yeah, I mean,
0: people have got what do you call them? Grow sheds out the back. <laughs> people are growing up their uh, their shiso.
1: It's not. Potent though, no, no, it's not a
0: drug thing. It's, yeah. it's a flavor that, it's a flavor that once you give to people, it makes them rethink their palate. Yeah, strong. And yeah. Australians can't handle that.
1: <laughs> well, this we could handle because we've got very refined palates. And it was the other thing I liked is that they, you know, they show the guy. It was the other guy at this point, you know, showed you to wrap it up in the shiso. So yeah yeah, you know. yeah, 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 um, yeah. Yeah, that was amazing. Also, disclaimer, you absolutely have to love beef and you can't have a problem with um, raw, raw beef, beef either. Raw yeah. I mean, you could skip that, I guess, but like what's the point in going then? Oh, uh, could you? You'd have to
0: hide it in your bag.
1: You'd have to – yeah.
0: Yeah, you'd have to throw it away someway, somehow. Yeah,
1: or the other person you're with eats too. But there's a lot there's of a food. There's a lot of food, yeah. You get really full. All right, then there's something which I never figured out on that um, –
0: Oh, is this the Italian the page flag? And I
1: certainly can't see it now. It's the Italian flag, but like not, it's like with a flare. It's like you know it's what flying I think it is? in the wind or something.
0: I think the printer that they have can't print in fine enough resolution yeah. to show that as the Italian flag. I think the, the ink might be a bit low in the colors because yeah, be, that, yeah. that looks like an orange rather than a red.
1: And so this one we actually didn't take a photo of, which was a. Disaster. Yeah, disaster. We'd already eaten it before. We, we were
0: very overwhelmed. Because
1: we, we were overwhelmed and we were um, just loving the food by this point. But I looked up uh, somebody else who'd tagged the food at Meatland <laughs> and I found Kenny Matsumura, who is um, a guy who lives in Japan but he's very interested, ironically, I haven't spoken to this guy, I'm going to make contact with him, in getting cricket into Japan, which I know happens and there's, you know, expats who play Expats from around the world who play cricket in Japan. I actually know it's it's, it's a bit of a scene, um, but this guy's involved with it, which is super cool. He's had a lot of dealings with Australia and other cricket nations. And anyway, Kenny, um, Kenny
0: helped us out with Kenny this helped photo us out forgot. with some
1: photos. So the next one, the Italian side of it, deals with pasta. So it's risoni, who which I've very rarely eaten in my life. Risoni. So risoni is pasta. It's like but- the rice pasta looks like rice. But it looks
0: like big grains of rice. Yes, but, but it's, it's pasta. actually pasta. Yep. And you won't guess what they put on top of this. Yeah. <laughs> Two bits of,
1: of beef. beef. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like really, like it's, I don't think it's fully rare there. I reckon it's been like.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I, th- I think a lot. Of, I mean, Yucky Niku is about the grill and the smoke of the beef. So even if they grill it very quickly, it will still be quite rare. Mm. But have that taste from the grill. And this, this dish definitely had that taste.
1: Yep. So thanks, Kenny, for that one. That was the Italian flag emoji. And needless to say, it was uh, delicious. And Chiatari brought that one out um, and took the plates from us. So that's amazing. Then we had a – so it's that heart emoji wrapped up in a bow.
0: Yeah, So so we were looking – obviously, yeah, we were in the groove of, like, trying to interpret what these emojis could possibly be. Heart with a bow wrapped on it. I'm thinking it's, like – Actual beef heart.
1: Yeah. Well, every time I thought it was, um, it's not really awful, but another part yeah. of the beef. You and know. and
0: this is a very common thing in yakiniku. Yeah, is to have the, or well, they call they call the offal generally horumon.
1: Yeah, and right.
0: It's very much a part of yakiniku.
1: But they didn't say that this was heart, did they? No,
0: and I don't think it was. Like these, I think overall meatland is about pure cuts of beef.
1: Yeah. Which was um, interesting because I wouldn't have minded a bit of bit of the other stuff.
0: Yeah, well, you love the offcuts. I do, actually. Uh, so this was a beautiful sukiyaki dish. And when I say, I mean, sukiyaki is normally the beef that you run through the egg before you eat it. But we had a a beautiful egg yolk. Uh, one piece of beef on top of, well, with some rice actually on yeah, the side. Yeah, rice
1: in a tiny little glass dish.
0: Yeah. So, you know, if y- yakiniku experiences that people might have had in the past are, well you just stuff yourself with so much meat. This is not that. This is bite size, very much set menu, degustation style. This was very, very good though.
1: It was so nice. I mean, I guess this is what really made me think of France, the combination Mm. of the beef and the egg. It wasn't necessarily the chopped up tataki that you often get in in French dishes with the egg. Um, But... It was that kind of idea, but with the Japanese flavouring. So I think the beef had, like, had been fried in, you know, a little bit of well, sake, a little bit of mirin. Yeah, or,
0: yeah, I agree.
1: Perhaps. And so it was a really great combination of flavours. So can, just at this point, that. so
0: so we're, we're we're working our way through the appetisers at this point, point. I believe this was the...
1: Yeah, so this is the one, two, three, four, fifth appetiser. Okay,
0: and so they then hit us with a salad. Yes. That had a... I think and it's made the from wreath, wreath from emoji. From radish. Yeah. Uh, a bull or a cow. Yep. That was chopped in uh, a radish. Oh, yeah, chopped a in cow. the shape. Yeah. As if we needed a reminder of the yeah. meat that we're eating. <laughs> yeah. But this was a lovely little salad. and yeah. uh, uh, With heart carrots in the shape of hearts. Heart carrots. So at this point we knew we were about to go into the yucky niku stage. <laughs> How are you feeling in terms of your comfortableness being around Chiatariu?
1: Well, I'd because I'd given up right at the start because I thought that I'd really <laughs> mucked it yeah. up. I was actually having a great time, um, at, but every time he came out, you know, he hadn't he hasn't had his shiki. Yes. so he's still got his hair. He's still big. Actually, in the corner next to one of the other seats, next to one of the other tables, is his one of his keshimawashi, and then there's a big uh, bottle of what I imagine isn't full anymore, but a big bottle of wine that said. Mitorando. Yeah. But his Kashimawashi is on display there behind a piece of plastic. So they're not shying away from him well you know, being in Sumo, well, I suppose. By, but by
0: they. Well, I think yeah, it's he. he. But but one of the things that I thought about with that is that the way Chiatari left Sumo wasn't exactly like it wasn't decorated. Mm. So I think it got to the point where his Oyakata said, uh, I can't remember the words, but I, I remember reading the quote where it was like, when he's on the doyo, he's, his head's not in it, he's mm. not trying, it's, yeah. he should be retiring. Yeah. Uh, and this was following the announcement of his retirement. I think Chiatari got a bit sick of sumo. Yeah. So I, it was nice to see the Kesha there and, and nice yeah. to see an acknowledgement of his amazing career Uh, But I I wasn't exactly – I didn't know. It's hard to – really hard to understand how that legacy – how he wants that legacy to be remembered and represented.
1: I think so too and I I don't think I should link it in my head to the Chiatari as I came down the stairs and him kind of freaking out because I think that has a whole lot to do with, you know, a couple of – non-Japanese people coming into your restaurant, which is clearly, you know, you need Japanese to understand. Yeah. You know, that's that's one reaction that I kind of tied into the whole thing of I totally. oh, doesn't want to be necessarily tied into that persona. But it became apparent over time. Look, this has a happy ending and you've seen it on on Instagram and you've seen it on Twitter. You know, we get past this. Um We spoke a – well, we. You spoke a lot of Japanese. Um, You win people over by being able to, you Uh, know. Like I'm
0: not, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say I'm fluent, but I know enough that – because one of the things that you as a gaijin going into Japanese restaurants is that it's not that people don't want foreigners in their restaurants. They just feel a bit stressed that they can't speak English. So if you can speak some and understand some Japanese – 99% of the time they're like oh come in and sit down it's fine they just don't want the onus to be on them to feel bad that they can't speak English and so you know I think because all I did all the booking in Japanese that I mean they saw I had a foreign name but anyway you're right over the time everyone relaxed a bit yeah and to say that you know probably as we were hitting the Yucky Nicky section of the menu, it's probably 9.15, getting on to 9.30. It's been a long time. Yeah, We're still the only two people there. Yeah,
1: and we were the whole time we were there. Yeah, And then they brought the hot coals out. So, the hot coals had been prepared earlier. So, often I'll put in the...
0: Who brought them out? Well,
1: I think Chantaro did. He popped them in. I said, oh, hot. They're hot. He said, yeah, they are. He did. So, we had a good exchange there. Uh, and then just proceeded to bring out three sets of the most amazing, amazing meat I've ever tasted. Different cuts, different thicknesses, different amounts of marbling and fat. Um, Left it up to us to obviously to fry them. So that was really nice, that interaction at that stage because the degustation is always kind of weird. You're so served and you're like these hoity-toity like – idiots they're just like partaking in this meal but to be able to then start frying and doing it ourselves
0: well, was cool that that that's when it felt like it was a bit more you know traditional yakiniku. niku apart from the fact that yakiniku niku usually serves the cheapest cuts of meat these were like beautiful
1: yeah and so these cuts of meat are detailed in the menu in Japanese so they're the the names of the cuts um, and the one that really put me off was the first one, which has the tongue <laughs> emoji. <laughs> and again, I'm like, oh, it's like the heart. So we're going to get heart and now we're going to get tongue. And I was like, well, great. And the cut of mate kind of looked like a tongue. And then he called it something else. He said, no, it's from the back of the arm. Uh, arm. Oh, no. Front leg.
0: Let's not get into cow biology right now. No, no um, he was referring to another cut that was tongue.
1: Oh, it was tongue. Yeah. Oh, well, that's why the tongue's emoji mm. there. I feel like I thought we tongue okay.
0: tongue is a big part of yakiniku. Great, right. yeah.
1: Well, I'm happy to have had uh, it.
0: You know, I, like I'm I'm one of those people who I don't love eating the non-mainstream bits. Yeah, I'm a I'm a meat normie.
1: Yeah. Whereas I'm a liver lover. <laughs> yeah, you are.
0: You're alt. <laughs> you're alt meat every day. Uh, but tongue, if I, you know. I mean, all eating meat It, it was, is about getting past it. Anyway, tongue is very good.
1: It looked like a tongue though, which was why I thought it was a tongue, which is weird that I didn't know yeah. it was one. Anyway, but it was so thin yeah, yeah, yeah. as well. Like flip that shit quick yeah. as well is my advice. <laughs> like you really got it so hot. Don't leave it on there for too long. little bit of crispy maybe. Yeah. Uh, keep going. And then so there was, there was a tongue. There was uh, this one which is. You know what I mean a whole lot of different cuts then there was another one. By the third one I'm like I'm in trouble
0: Yes. if another
1: because each set was three different cuts so mm. there was three and then there was another three and then I was like if there's another three, I'm probably gonna die because rice had come out with this and you know everything you was were together. getting a bit full. But there was a tiny little steak about a centimeter thick. Well this
0: was the uh, filet mignon yes and this was the final steak.
1: I mean that's 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 French. <laughs> he's he's done what he set out to well, do. Well, do you know what?
0: I completely agree. He he had a vision. He said, "I love yakiniku, but what about a French influence?" And you would say uh, overall, absolute success in terms of creative vision.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm up the place at this point. <laughs> like it is so oh, good.
0: They know it's oishi.
1: Yeah. We're back. Everyone's back on board. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. We're chilling now. We're chilling. And. I'm still low-key going, how much is this going to yeah.
1: cost? <laughs> <laughs> we had said at this point, we're like.
0: Whatever it costs.
1: This is our first trip back. You yeah. know, all of those things you do to yeah. talk yourself up. We, we'll just.
0: I have, and you know, I said to you at the time, I have two mostly functioning kidneys. <laughs> <laughs> they probably take
1: them from you there and then serve them up the next night. So,
0: so if you're, so we, we we've we've had the meat, yes, love the meat.
1: We then, oh, thanks,
0: hicks. Uh, we then move on to something. If you've done these kind of big set menus or oh, degustations yeah. before,
1: it was a cute little lollipop. Yes. Um, so lollipop emoji. Yeah,
0: lollipop emoji. So we could kind of guess, but it was like an icicle, uh, ice. What do you call it? Yeah,
1: them? so it was an icicle, icicle. Pop. But. Um,
0: it was flavoured like uh, umeboshi, so the sakura plum, to go with the season.
1: Yes, or was it the tropical fruit, the hyacinth? Not, not yuzu. No, it's like.
0: Hyacinth. No.
1: Hyacinth, that's a plant. But it was, maybe it was Umeboshi.
0: I, th- I think it was. Okay. Anyway, th- this was after you've had, you know, you've been you've been through a meat onslaught. Just having a nice little fresh, uh, uh, you know, I mean, this is obviously icy pole, icy pole. But I think they call it something different in America.
1: Ice, it's like ice lolly, is it?
0: I uh, maybe ice lolly, it's yeah. something like that. Anyway, so so we know. Well, this is the kind of it freshens your mouth up, ready for dessert. Now what came out next?
1: There's two emojis left.
0: We're oh, okay. So not sure. Yeah, two emojis left. What is that second last emoji there?
1: So the second last emoji, we didn't know. We thought because we'd had the ice lolly. Yeah. Um, we were pretty sure we we're about to go into dessert. So I thought that second last emoji was like a placeholder one. It was like oh, cut it's, off.
0: It's the infinity symbol. It
1: it is kind of. But it's on a half funny infinity, angle, yeah. yeah.
0: Anyway, so but we're thinking well, it's going to be something light as we lead into the main dessert. And what came out was it, the only way I can describe it is a beef casserole. <laughs> <laughs> is ca- was, do, do American people know what casserole? I think is? so.
1: I think so. Like a beef stew.
0: Beef stew. So rice. Beef stew. Rice. A
1: big chunk of rice yep. and a beef stew, and I don't know what everyone else's associations with beef stew is. But for me, it's like a family meal on Friday night.
0: Totally. Totally. You
1: know, dad whipped up just because we had some leftover chuck steak in the freezer. And all of a sudden that comes out after this delicious sets of amazing meat plus the icy pole.
0: So your mouth was feeling fresh from the plum flavours, the coldness of the ice, and then beef stew. <laughs> now, I was sceptical. It was skeptical. small. It wasn't
1: too big at no, it No,
0: it was small. It was beautifully presented. But here I'm thinking, I need to trust Chiatari. Mm. I need to trust the vision. He brought it out. He was cooking it. Did they get the order wrong? Who knows? But I went with it. And I've got to say, I appreciated it. It was very, very good. I didn't want it. No. I didn't need it. No. But I loved it.
1: It was really nice.
0: It was very, very good. And at that point, we moved on to our final dish. Now, this emoji was a strawberry. Yep. And we thought this definitely can't be a beef product.
1: No. There can be no beef wrapped around this strawberry or inserted into it. And it
0: Well, wasn't. well could we be <laughs> sure about
1: that? <laughs> it actually wasn't. It was a, um, I don't know what they called in... Japan Kaki kakigori. Uh,
0: so kakigori is shaved ice with um like a flavoring. A flavoring and yeah. it's a big thing like every festival you go to kids love kakigori it's shaved ice. Yeah. And this was a fancy shaved ice. Yes.
1: And thank goodness it was a smaller shaved ice that you get at those festivals because I've seen yeah, the ones because, you get from a stand in yeah, Harajuku yeah, yeah, yeah. or something yeah, yeah, yeah. like them massive and you get a big spoon and you eat it for the next, uh, well, until it melts down your fingers. But this one was a really, really small one. Um, the strawberries were.
0: We, we tried to.
1: Glass glass No, macerated. Macerated, macerated, yeah. uh, which was really nice. It was very sweet, but because we'd had the stew after the, if it had gone icy pole. Uh, strawberry shaved ice. It would have been too much. It wouldn't oh have worked. Oh my god! Okay, so the no, no. beef stew cut across.
0: Yeah, you're exactly the right. Sweetness. So I was thinking about the icy pole being a, a palate cleanser for the dessert, but the beef stew was a full palate circle cleanser. You've come full, full circle.
1: And yeah. uh, beef stew palate cleanser for the oh, ice. Wow. Dessert.
0: You know, it's been great to talk through this meal because it takes time to realize genius or to, or to try to understand yeah. or attempt to understand genius yeah. a lot of thought's gone into this yeah so let let's let's just go through the the exit process and then we'll we'll wrap up with big picture things but we we paid the bill it came out it was 30 yeah, so, it was 33,000 yeah. yen i was like it could have been worse yeah it's a few it's many days of my Daily wage yeah, here in we're, Australia. Like
1: we'll acknowledge that we, we were able to pay that. So uh, lucky us. You yeah, I know, I know. The I privilege know, of being privilege, able to yeah, do yeah. that without necessarily knowing having about it. Having do a runner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we don't have kids, you know. We're travelling yeah, by yeah, ourselves. Yeah, yeah. We're yeah. having a good time. Um, and But we had then set ourselves up for, we're like, well, we're not, we don't want to, we really don't want to leave here without just, you know, saying Thank you to Chiatariu for being sure. who he is. Also, we would brought a couple of our enamel pins.
0: So we had a couple of enamel pins and as I was fumbling about... Because Chiataryu is a presence. Yeah. He's a presence. Yeah. And, you know, like he's not a dude who is impressed by a foreigner speaking Japanese. He's not a dude who makes it easy for you. No. But while I was fiddling about in the bag... He was fiddling about in the drawer and he presented us with a couple of presents.
1: He came out and he said, these are for you. Yeah. Presento. Yeah. And he gave us a couple of chiatari, small uh, material bags. Bags. That, you know, you carry around your your little belongings in. Yeah. You could carry around a little bit of money or your makeup or whatever you need to carry around. Your bath towel. And... It was really, really lovely. Because yeah, it was it really it was nice. had relaxed during this point. Yeah, he was fine. He was on his phone. Yeah, like just hanging out near us yeah, for yeah, a yeah. lot of the time. He was, you know, they were chatting in the kitchen. The vibe was fine. That initial time where he had gone out, I think he was probably just going to the toilet. Yeah, yeah. Smoke. <laughs> you're like,
0: you're like, I've offended the great man.
1: It was all fine from then on. You did a fantastic. Oh, I just said, you know, we, we talk about. we're
0: a we're a. Australian sumo podcast. We, we, um, when we started watching, you're, you know, you're a big part of our, you know, getting into the sport. And we presented, uh, Chiatari and his mate with sumo Manichi badges, yep. which uh, they were really happy with. And then we, you know, we really wanted a photo. And, and like, I, I get that, you know, where Chiatariu is in the spectrum of wanting to leave the past behind and, Probably if you're running a restaurant, needing to exploit that a little bit. But he was more than happy to have a photo. Yeah, he was happy. And suggested, what about it, a shot in front of the Kesha Mawashi?
1: Yeah. I think that's where he wants to do it, which, which shows a certain thing. You know, he's yeah, yeah, proud yeah. of
0: it. Yeah, he's proud of it. Uh,
1: so he sat down. We stood up. I did an awkward lean. I'll calculate the angle someday. <laughs> it's uh, angle equals awkward. <laughs> you actually did quite well. I always
0: have awkward angles in photos. Though. Oh, you were, you no. were more
1: upright than me. Whenever I look at photos of
0: myself, my legs are doing weird things. Oh yeah, I really it's have to. So I've fun. got to
1: concentrate.
0: Like I, I, have given up on what my face does.
1: You got but, a literal second to do it.
0: Yeah, I know. I don't care what my face does. My face looks weird all the time. But my legs, if I hold the legs to the side, it looks like I'm squatting.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, you, anyway, we the we leg angle weird, was fine. The cause, leg because he, he was sitting. We were down. like, well, if we go too high, yeah. they're gonna have to go too far back. Yeah, but the restaurant I can't say it was very small. It was a very small like restaurant. Like you couldn't go further back. Yeah. So we are like how is he going to fit? So we were both kind of like leaning in a little yeah. bit. Um and then he took heaps, which was really nice. Yeah.
0: And look, so we we left uh, we forgot our umbrellas. Chiatari reminded yes. us to take our umbrellas.
1: <laughs> yeah. And look, look overall oh, that was so nice.
0: Uh, like a real uh, an amazing experience with some caveats yeah so so the so the caveats are like yeah i mean it's expensive for japan but it could be more expensive it's i would say it's largely impenetrable Mm. if you don't have japanese Mm. and and you know i i think that chiataru and the meatland board probably could do a little bit more to to make it welcoming to foreigners because if you're a sumo fan traveling to tokyo you, you will 100% go to Meatland. Like, you know, I, I said to you at one point, it would be great if they had an English menu for people who can't speak Japanese. You're like, the menu is written in emoji.
1: Yeah. I think I didn't have so much a problem with the actual experience itself, although I would have loved different. I wondered if they could play more, like if they're going for the French thing, whether they could play like Serge I mean, Gainsbourg the, we, and stuff. We were talking Like about have it a bit more upbeat. It was really soft jazz. The, the music...
0: Yeah, so, so two things that I think make a venue is lighting and music. I felt they could have dimmed the lights a yeah, touch. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It was too bright. But that's a bit Japanese sometimes. Uh, yeah, no, you're right. And, and, and I think it
0: comes down to the feeling they're trying to get across is high end. Yes. And I think in those kind of establishments, high lighting levels go along with that. Yeah. Yeah, the music could have been a little higher.
1: Yeah, music could have been more vibey. I would say, yeah, vibey, higher and more vibey. Yeah. Um, a bit more in the space. So the Keshimawashi is great, but have some other pictures. Like it was, it was like a rental space. Other than that, you kind of felt like, well, put, up pictures, put up some pictures. Put up some pictures. If you're going to Sumo Angle, put up pictures of him fighting. Like, I, I him agree,
0: actually. You're coming right. out
1: in his Mawashi, like go for it. So if you happen
0: to stumble across this place, which I don't think you can because they need reservations. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think they could lean into that Chiatariu angle a little yeah. bit more. Yeah. Um, and I think there's a potentially untapped market for, for Gaijin coming in and wanting to, you know, pay decent money for really incredible food.
1: Yeah. And I to guess, see him.
0: Oh <laughs> Well, and to see Chiatariu. And, you know, he's not, a, he's not a performing monkey. No. He's working the kitchen. He's cooking. He's cleaning. He's doing his work. But the, uh, the other thing I think too is that if you haven't been to Japan before uh, and you want to go to Meatland, I think you've got to have Yaki Niku before that mm. because basically he's taking something that's a staple of their culture mm. and putting it on, on mm. its head. So if you don't – I think if you don't know what's being turned on its head, it might be a bit weird. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, but, like, we had a great time. Yep. I mean, it was, it was 50% completely surreal yeah, and weird. It was
1: hard to digest at the time. Yeah, yeah, And it's hard to digest now. <laughs> what we're going to do is we're going to put um, a photo of the menu plus some photos of the courses online, but we'll put it with a disclaimer as well. So if you don't want to see um, the photos, although we've described everything in detail now, um, then, you know, don't swipe across on Instagram. But yeah, we just wanted to give a, a bit of an insight into what it was like. It it was after attending the sumo and seeing so many of our favourite guys who were, you know, still competing and who were retired as well, and then to see Chiotario and outside of that, it was just well, the whole was, the whole trip was pretty good.
0: It was amazing. So what we're doing For our next trip, the next time we go to Japan, we're planning on visiting Chianakuni's Brothers (laughs) Ramen Restaurant. And we'll be bringing you a full sealed section review on Chianakuni's Brothers Ramen Restaurant.
1: You heard it here first. This is Sumo Manichi. We have gone over time with our sealed section on (laughs) Yakiniku (laughs) Meatland, but I hope you enjoyed it with us. Um, You heard all the ways that you can interact with us before. So uh, thanks so much for being on board. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.